0: First Corinthians chapter 12, and we're just going to read verse number 13. The Bible says, for by one spirit we were all baptized into what? We were baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit you may be seated we've been talking about evolving this year and again as I told the early service we are creatures of evolution we are not products of evolution uh, when it comes to scientific evolution Uh, we didn't come from apes Uh, we didn't come from monkeys now or apes and uh, even when sometimes we act uh, some of us sometimes (laughs) uh but we evolve as individuals as humans we evolve as a matter of fact you're not the same you you were this time last year uh there are several things that contribute to us evolving as people experiences that uh, contribute to our evolution Uh, education contributes to our evolution when you know better you do better or should do better We're creatures who evolve, so we're not ever what we're going to be. There's a song that says, please be patient with me because God is not what? He's not through with me yet. And this is why it's very important that we learn to treat people right because you don't know what they're going to evolve into. Learn to treat people right because all we know we have is this moment, and this moment you might uh, be the boss, the next moment, you might be working for the person you're mistreating. Because people evolve. And we, as the children of God, evolve. And this month, we've been talking about we, as the body of Christ, evolving in and as the body of Christ. Evolving what? In and as the body of Christ. Now, when I, I want to clear some things up first and foremost that the Bible talks about the church in different dynamics, in different characteristics. It's the same entity, different characteristics. All of us are one person, we're one individual, but we're different, we have different characteristics. And so I can talk to you as somebody's sister, I can talk to you as somebody's employee, I can talk to you as, as, as a son, I can talk to you as a father, I can talk to you as somebody who is on the safety team, I can talk to you as somebody in ministry. One person, different characteristics. One entity, the church, different characteristics. So it's important that when we see the term body of Christ in scripture, we don't run over it and say that's the church. We deal with the metaphor being used that Paul is using that the church is the body. Well, what does church mean? The word church comes from the word ecclesia or ecclesia depending on your school of thought or your educational experience. And ek means out, kaleo means call, and ek Kaleo Ecclesia means called out. That's what the church is. It is the called out of God, right? Called out by God. Called out of what? Called out of sin. Called out of the world. Called out of darkness. Called out of out of the devil's grip. Called out of self. God calls us out. Now, how does God call us out? We We are called out by the gospel. Everybody say the gospel. The gospel is a call. So it's his call. We are the called out that speaks more first of God than it does of us. It says that we are the church because he called us out. Say amen if you understand that. Not because we came out on our own. We don't have it in us to come out of sin on our own. It's not in us. Why? We have a sin nature that loves to gravitate to sin. And the Bible says that Isaiah says all we like sheep are gone what? We've gone astray. We've turned every man to his own way. And the Lord laid upon Jesus the iniquities of us all. So the work started with God. He called us out. Now, what did we do? When we answered the call, he added us to the called out. Okay? We answered the call, he adds us to the called out. The group that he adds us to, which is the called out, the church, is also called metaphorically the body of Christ. Are you understanding this? Now, the reason why it's the body of Christ is because it's hard to identify a body that has no head. Decapitated people are the hardest people to figure out who they are. They have to go by fingerprints. They have to go through forensics. But if you are laying on the street with your head on your body, we can say this is so-and-so. The head is the identifying center of the body. The head is the controlling center of the body. And when we're talking about evolving as the body of Christ, we're talking about the body of Christ in relation to, metaphorically, him being the head. I need to tell you, church, that the Bible's central theme is not us. The Bible's central theme is Jesus not us we are secondary we are the result of the primary no primary no secondary my wife's name is carol hamilton no jk hamilton no carol hamilton she'd be carol burnett and that's fine but you wouldn't be calling us sister hamilton why y'all looking at me like that that makes sense that's just common sense yeah, like, he got an attitude about it? No. If you're married, you're called by your husband's last name unless you're one of those that decide I'm just going to keep my regular last name. The idea is the identity of the church is in Christ. And if we are not identifying the Christ, we are not representing Christ. So it's possible to attend a church and not be part of the body. Now watch this. I said it's possible to attend a church and not be part of the body. Colossians chapter 1 verse 18. Let's go there. We're going to go to a few scriptures and we'll end with the scriptures I gave. Say amen if you're following. I want you to really listen, 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 learn, write notes, take notes. This is a teaching that we need to refresh ourselves on Uh, we're going to get to the oneness of the body, but the oneness of the body has more to do with unity than it has to do with exclusivity. And we made it about exclusivity instead of unity. And what I mean by exclusivity, when we say there's one church, we've made it to where it means it's one as in the number one. Instead of meaning uh, what the Bible calls it, meaning one in purpose, one in unity. We've made it about exclusivity. So what you ended up with, what we can end up with if we're not careful, we can end up with multiple personality complex in the body of Christ when we make it about us and not about him. Okay? The Bible says in Colossians chapter
1: 1, verse number 18, what? It says in what? He is also head of the body. Look in the text. It says he is the head of the body. The church. The body,
0: the church. You see this? Paul is using, the same Paul is using this metaphor again. He's saying Jesus is the head of the body. What are you talking about, Paul? The church. The called out group is the body. But why are you using body? Because I just use head. All right. Yes, sir. Does that make sense? I just use head, and I'm saying that he is the he is to the body what the president is to this country. He is the controlling center. He is the head of the body, the church. Elaborate, read.
1: And he is the beginning. He's the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. Firstborn from the dead, so that he himself so that in all things will come to have first place in everything. He might have the preeminence. Everybody say preeminence.
0: Okay, everybody follow. Stay with me because you got to learn this. Here's the here's here's the point. Jesus is only the head of this body when he's the head of your body. All right. All right. All right. Okay? If he's not the head of your body, you are not part of his body. It isn't that Jesus is the head of us as a group. He's the head of us as a group because he's the head of us as individuals. At any given funeral, you might hear somebody get up there and say, I want to give honor to God who's the what? head of my life let me tell you something before he's the head of us as a group he has to be the head of your life if he is not the head of your life he doesn't become the head of your life because you're part of a group does that make sense to anybody He doesn't magically, mystically become your head because you're attending a church. He has to be the head of your life individually, and when He's the head of your life, and my life, and your life, and your life, and we come together, we together make the body of which He is the head. This is very simple, pardon me for being elementary, but we need to understand that attending a church does not make you part of the body. Just like standing in a garage does not make you a car. Yeah, yeah. Where y'all at this morning? Where y'all at? Where the woke folk at? Where the woke folk? But in this commercialized generation, we have people who assume that he's the head of the church, meaning, uh, you know, commercially. He's the head of the body. By virtue of everybody that's part of his body has submitted to his headship. All right? It also means he's in control, okay? He's in control. He's on top. He's the, the head is the control center of the body. There's a disease, uh, an, an affliction called Tourette's, and Tourette's causes what's called involuntary motions and in, in your motor skills. It causes involuntary movement. And the, the reason why it's involuntary is because these movements were not orchestrated by the head. The intent of the individual is not something. Is not the intent of the individual did not send that 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 movement. Did not orchestrate that, that movement. Did not command that movement. Does not want that movement. All of a sudden, you have a body part that's just moving. It is a, it is an affliction. It is a it is an ill. It is it is a disorder. Why? Because it's there. The move, the parts of your body are not supposed to move without the head. Hello. And when the Bible says, and Paul uses this metaphor that Jesus is the head of the body, it means the body moves based upon his will. It moves not involuntarily because but because he wants it to move. Kind of like your body moves. You know, you know that, that that's how dancing works. Dancing works. If you got good dance moves, it's because your head is sending signals to your body and you're able to kind of do what you need to do to do what you need to come on in this house wake up in here don't get me don't get me to haul them, shaking it up in here but when your body does whatever it wants to do it is called a disorder because those movements did not come from the head and us as the body of Christ our life ought to be orchestrated by the will of the head and Jesus is the head So if I was given this this lesson, this lesson a title, I would call it The Body, the Bride, and the Blood. So the metaphor that Paul uses constantly over and over is that the church is his body. The church is his body, which means the church ought to be about the business that he's about. The church ought to do what he would do. You remember the, the little saying, WWJD. What would Jesus do? The answer is, look at the church. That should be the answer. What would Jesus do? Look at the church. Because if the church is his body, then whatever Jesus would do, The church would do. I'm being really simplistic. You got to pardon me. I don't have anything super deep, but I think we miss this sometimes when it comes to the lordship of Christ. And we sometimes think about us before we think about Jesus. It's not about us. It's about him who is the head. So we talked about this body. But I want you to look in Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, go to Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to read verse 23. Verse 23. And I'm glad you guys are really paying attention. I hope you're taking notes. I hope you're taking this in. So who's the head of the church, of the body? Thirteen of y'all said Christ. (laughs) Who's the head of your life? Who's the head of the body? Right, okay. That means he has control of the hand and the foot. That means he's over the the fingernail and the toenail. That means he supplies everything to the leg that he does, to the arm. he, He is the head. And whenever something's stepping and doing its own thing, it's because there is a disconnect. And whenever we start doing our own thing in our lives, I guarantee you that when you start doing your own thing and you start walking outside of the will of God, it's because there's a disconnect in your life. And don't you know that's what the devil wants? He wants you to do your own thing. As a matter of fact, he wants you to do your own thing more than he wants somebody who is not part of the body to do his own thing. Because if he can get you to do your own thing, you're not just messing up by yourself. You're affecting the body. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why if the devil got you, he ain't trying to get you. He's trying to get those who are in the body of Christ. I may not be able to get the hand, but I can get that foot. And if I can make the foot do what it wants to do, then the whole body has to struggle because the foot stopped being connected to the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 23, the Bible says what?
2: Which is his body, the fullness of him Start with with verse
0: 22. The Bible says, God had put all things under his feet.
2: And he put all things in subjection under his feet. Read. And gave him his head over all things. Gave him to be the
0: head over all things. Now, watch what Paul is going to do. Gave Christ to be the head over all things. To the church. To the church. Wait a minute. Does head and church go together? No. Paul is saying, let me show you how I'm talking here. This is how I'm talking about his headship. To the church, which is
2: his body. His body. The fullness of him who fills all and now, all. Now,
0: I want you to look here. Can we go just a little bit deeper? Right. We run over that last part when it says the fullness of him that filleth all and all. Church, I need, to tell, I need you to know that if you're in the body of Christ, you have all of God. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think maybe, maybe that went over your head. If you are in the body of Christ, you don't just have Jesus. You have everything that Jesus is filled with. Go to Colossians. Let's, let, let's, let's, go, let's go to Colossians. Back to Colossians chapter 1. Watch this. Verse number 18 says, and He is the head of the body, the church. Colossians 1.18, Let me show you what I'm talking
1: about. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18 says what? He is also the head of the body. He's also the head of the body. The church. The church. And he is the beginning. He's the beginning. The firstborn from the dead. Firstborn from the dead. So that he himself will come so to So that have in all things he might have the preeminence. Read. For it was the Father's good pleasure... It was the Father's good pleasure... For all the fullness... For all the fullness... To dwell in him.
0: To dwell in Christ. What is the fullness? In other words, God put all of himself in Christ. All of God was put in Christ. And then Christ saves us, adds us to his body... So that now the head has all of God and sends all of God to the body. So if you are a child of God today and you're part of the body of Christ, let me tell you something. You're more than just a church attender. You're a walking weapon against hell. You've got all of God in you. When you're up against a trial, all of God is working in you if you're part of the body. And we got to start believing that. And we got to start living like that. And some of us live in so much defeat all the time. We focus on our trials and our tribulations and tempted and tried. I'm often made to wonder, how you doing? Well, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm going to make it. I'm holding on. I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. Let me tell you something. When you are a child of God, God didn't make you wimpy. He didn't make you weak. He put all of God... In you. But we operate from a platform of weakness, from a platform of brokenness all the time. You can't be broken all your life with all of God in you. You may not say amen, but I said something off in there. Some of us have this broken posture, and I said, us, because we can fall into a broken rut where all we see is the cloudy day, and we need this pick-me-up all the time. God put the pick-me-up inside of you. He said, you don't need an outside pick-me-up. i pour in all of the fullness of God in you. That's why you don't need somebody outside of you to pray for you. It's good to pray for each other because we're supposed to do that as the body. But God put the fullness of himself in Christ and then put Christ in you. Yeah. You're walking around with the fullness of God. So when somebody insult you, who they insulting? You just offended the fullness of God. That's why we ought to pray for our enemies. They don't know better. They don't know who they're messing with. They don't know who they're talking about. They don't know who they're scandalizing. That's why they do what they do. And if you don't intercede for them, then they're subject to fall to the wrath of the fullness of God. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we have the body. And let's see the bride. And the reason why we're going this route is because there's a, there's a generation that of uh, people, and I said this last week, they say, well, I love, I, you know, I'm into Jesus, but I don't, I don't do church. I'm into the head, but I don't, do, I don't do the body. That's what you're saying. There's a generation that, that don't, they, they don't do church. And let me tell you something, church. Fads change. I don't know if I want to chase every fad. I don't know if I want to chase every new mindset. Because that this this is just a cyclic thing. There's always somebody in every generation. I, I love Jesus, but I don't do church. That's ignorance talking. That's because you don't know that you can't have Jesus and not have his body. You're walking around with a decapitated Savior. He is the head. Of the body and when you are saved you are added to his body so you can't say I just want Jesus but I don't want the church you got to have it all a number one from Mickey D's comes with fries you can't say I want a number one but no fries or drink that ain't a number one Shame. I told the early church, shame on me for knowing exactly what a number one is, but you know what I'm talking about. You going to get fries. They don't say, do you want fries with that? You know what? No. Because when you say, I want a number one, it it comes with fries. When you say, I want Jesus, it comes with his body. The body, the bride. Turn to you. 2 Corinthians, chapter 11. Are you following? All right. I just want to make sure that we... So we talked about the body, and we, say, we, we talked about the fact that the body is the body in relationship to Jesus, who is the what? The head. And for years, we preached this based on the corporate setting, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. We preached it based on the corporate setting. So what we did is we preached Jesus being the head, watch this, based on what we do on Sundays. For years, we did that. We said he's the head. That means, that means uh, you know, we're going to sing like he told us to sing. You know, we start doing this Sunday morning thing. Remember, I said we do weekends together. But if he's the head of what goes on in this building, but not the head of what goes on in your house, he is not your head. You just come here. He's not interested in only being and being in control and being the control center of things in worship service. He is the head of the body wherever the body is. And I'm glad because that means I don't have to wait to come here to deal with Jesus. I don't have to wait to come here to get forgiveness. Cause I don't sin a lot here. Oh man, I think I I might be offending somebody up in here. Y'all, some of y'all looking like you lost. I don't sin a lot here on Sundays. How about you? This middle aisle, they need some special attention. I don't send a lot here on Sundays. What about y'all? Y'all send a lot on Sundays at church? No, we don't. Not at the church building. But you're not the body of Christ at this corporate worship location. You're the body of Christ on Monday. As a matter of fact, uh, I would blame the prednisone that I take because it is a mood changer those of you who are in the medical profession know that zone can make you a raging moody person but I've been struggling with something yesterday I got a little abrasive with one of my neighbors the praise team was over there and they saw it, they saw it they saw it with their own eyes if you want to know the scoop ask the praise team they were over to the house practicing and they heard it I saw some of them look at me like what yeah, that happens with me. I got I got abrasive, right? I got abrasive. It was over some parking thing. You know how sometimes, you know, people park in front of your house and block your mailbox and and you never get your mail and you, you take the humble road and you, you don't say anything. You just wait till the next day for the medicine that was supposed to come in the mail. Now you're a day late and you don't say anything to them. And then somebody that's visiting you parks in front of their house and they come out and it's a hole. They, you know, they bring the military out. They bring everybody out. <laughs> Government gets involved. They wonder what's going, what in the world is going on. And, uh, so I got abrasive. I said, I'll tell you what's going on. What's going on is what goes on when you guys are blocking my mailbox. (laughs) And I walked in the house. (laughs) You ever say something and you feel good saying it? I, I wish I... I wish I, I I need some honest people. I'm getting allergic to you people that are just, I I mean, I mean, it's something you always wanted to say. You've been walking in humility, but this time is coming out and you say, i tell you what's going on. The same thing that's going on when y'all parked in front of our house blocking our mailbox. (laughs) And i tell you, I've been struggling with that. And I got to go and, uh, you know why? because I don't just represent me when I said that the body of Christ said that to her y'all missing that that was the body of Christ because I'm part of the body of Christ and if we think about that more we, 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 we'd go back and fix some things you, you can't just do that because you are part of the body of Christ so I said it the whole praise team might have should have said it might as well have said it because I represent now watch this I'm not saying I represent Mountain View as the preacher See, that's the problem. We get into position. It's not position. It's disposition. And the disposition is when Christ adds you to his body, he wants you to represent him. And if you're a mouth in the body, if you're a foot in the body, then where are you going? If you're a mouth in the body, what you're saying? If you're an ear in the body, what you're listening to? Okay, I gotta hurry. I got ten minutes. Ten minutes. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter eleven. Did I say chapter eleven? Thought we verse number one. Brother Bellinger is ready. Man, he looks so studious. <laughs> man, I tell you.
2: I wish that you would bury me in a little foolishness. Uh huh. But indeed, you are bearing with me. For I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. Paul is jealousy. writing
0: the church in Corinth. He says, "I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy." It's not talking be- about jealousy as an envy, the cousin of envy. It's talking about zealous. I'm I'm passionate over you, church, with a with a godly passion. With a, I'm, I'm zealous, like I want. I, I'm 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 focused. I have passion towards you with a godly passion. Read,
2: I betrothed you to one husband, so that to Christ.
0: I betrothed you to one husband.
2: So that to Christ I might present you as a pure
0: virgin. I, I, did, I did the wedding ceremony between you and Christ.
2: But I, am I a, did
0: the premarital counseling between you and Christ. That's what Paul is saying. Paul was responsible for bringing the gospel and preaching the gospel in the province of Achaia. The province of Achaia hosted cities like Philippi and Corinth. The city of Corinth was corrupt and the church was becoming corrupt with it and they were becoming victim to to being gullible to all kinds of teaching. And Paul is saying, look, wait a minute. I didn't do marriage counseling with you and this other Jesus you you guys are talking about. I betrothed you to one husband, Jesus. Read.
2: But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his but craftiness. But I'm
0: noticing, I'm concerned that the same way a third party got into a two-party marriage in the beginning. Yeah, yeah.
2: Your minds will be laid astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ.
0: I am concerned that the same way Eve got intercepted by the devil when the devil came in and, watch this, slid into the head position. because whoever has your mind is your head that's right oh y'all miss this whoever and whatever has your mind is your head you can't say i'm walking with jesus but the devil got your mind If drugs has your mind, drugs is your head. If sex has your mind, sex is your head. So what ends up happening is you're in the very presence of your husband while being under the headship of somebody else. Oh, we understand that marriage relationship, right? In the allegory and metaphor of Jesus and the church being his bride, that's where the exclusivity is. Because of how God set up marriage, one man, for one woman, for life. Y'all getting mighty quiet on me. <laughs> Hello? One man, one woman, for life. Okay? And I know, I know what some of you think, well, it ain't like that. Well, no, the world is not like that. But thank God for Jesus, right, who reaches down in the dirt to get us. Because if it was the way it was supposed to be, children wouldn't be around here before spouses. Mm. All right, oh, all right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because the way God set it up is one man, one woman for life, then children. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. So let's not talk about oh, it's not like that. That's why God had to send Jesus. That's right. That's right. So when Jesus, when Jesus and Paul uses this allegory of a bride. What is he showing about Christ? He's showing, watch this, he's showing that Christ's church, which is his bride, is exclusive. Watch this. Now, this is, this is going to, this might sh- shake some of you because you might have heard this, but I'm, I'm, maybe not this way. That means... He only has one bride.
1: That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Now, come here, people who grew up in the Church of Christ. So, you COCers, come here. We don't know everybody who is part of His bride. So, let's stop acting like it. You don't know every single person that decided to give themselves to Christ. Therefore, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knows those that are His. Now watch this. Just like, ooh, this is good. Thank you, Jesus. Just like if you are part of his body, he's your head personally. If you are part of his body, you are in an exclusive relationship with him on a personal level, which means nobody should supersede what he wants for your life. which means Jesus not only brings peace, but he can bring a sword. Because when you are in conflict with your very spouse over what he or she wants versus what Christ wants, then you got to go with Jesus. Y'all not hearing that. Y- you're not hearing that. Not, you're not hearing that. I know there's some single people and you want to be married and this and that and the other. If you got to give up Jesus to be married, You're not about to be married. You're about to be marred. (laughs) Somebody said, what does marred mean? Look it up. It's not married. Because as, as, as the head of the household, Jesus chooses the church exclusively. Ephesians chapter 5. Hurry up. We got to close. We're about to close. Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, let, let's start with verse 23. Let me show you this. Say amen if you're following. Amen. Okay, we're talking about evolving as the body of Christ, as the body of Christ. We talked last week about functionality and purpose. Now we're talking about some doctrine because here's the thing. I believe somebody here has been coming to church, but it hasn't been added to the church. All right. All right. You've been visiting the body, but you haven't been added to the body. Remember the text we first read. We're about to go there and end this lesson. But the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, begin with verse number 23, it says these words, what? For the
1: husband is the head of the wife. For
0: the husband. Say, it, it, say it. that boldly, sir.
1: <laughs> For the husband is the head of the wife.
0: Uh, I didn't hear you. Can you say it one more time, please?
1: For the husband is the head of the wife.
0: For the husband, brothers. Some of y'all don't find that to be too amusing, right? Aren't you glad I didn't write this? God put this in here. For the husband is the head of the wife. Now, before we get too excited, brothers, watch this. As Christ. No, we're going to stop the lesson right there. The lesson's yours if you need to come to Jesus.
1: Read, read. As Christ is also. Watch this head. simile.
0: You remember simile, metaphoric language. Like or as, like Christ is the head of the church. It isn't that Christ is the head of the church like you're the head of your family, All right. yeah. because we're an imperfect model. That's right. That's right. So Christ is the model. So the husband is the head of the wife. Now this is not talking about head organically. This is talking about head positionally. Not head and body, but head as in positionally. Head and household. Like when you file for your taxes, head of household. Right? Like Christ is the head of the church. Read. He,
1: him, he himself being the savior of the He's
0: body. the head of the church. Now watch this. And the Savior of the body, as the head of the church, that's his position. Savior of the body is, watch this, is what he exercises. He's not concerned with just being in charge. He's concerned with relational saving and having a saving relationship with you. Everybody say saving relationship. That means you just don't get saved once. He keeps saving you over and over and over and over. It's a saving relationship because if you got saved once and he walked away, then you can't get in trouble again. But how many of us get in trouble over and over and over again and he saves us over and over and over again because that's a saving relationship? Yes, yeah. It's like the difference between falling down the stairs. A kid, for your kid falling down the stairs... By himself versus falling down the stairs with mama with him. See, falling down the stairs by yourself can be final. But you can fall down the stairs with mama with you and she's going to reach for you. Daddy's going to reach for you and grab you. Why? Because it ain't just a relationship. It's a saving relationship. Say amen if you understand what I'm talking about. He's in a saving. He's the savior of the body. Watch this. Men, men, you got excited. And, and you got excited a moment ago, brothers, right? Because the husband is the head of the wife. Amen, brothers? Amen, Amen brothers? Amen. You really want to know how to stand like a man? Let me tell you, this is how you stand like a manly man, or an old man. The old brothers used to stand like this. I don't know what that means. Maybe you shape their body like an H, meaning I'm Mr. Him. You know, I don't, I don't know what that means, but that's how you stand like a man. If you want to put your foot down, you put your foot down like this. <laughs> anyway, keep reading. Watch this. We're done.
1: But as the church is subject to Christ, the church is subject to Christ, read. So also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. We don't have time to read that again, but y'all heard it. Y'all read it. Yeah, you read that. Read. Husbands, love your wives. Love your wives. Watch this. Just as Christ. Here's another another
0: metaphor. I already said you're the head of the wife, Paul says. But now he said love your wife.
1: Just as Christ. Just
0: as, another metaphor. Just as what?
1: Also love the church.
0: As Christ Christ. Love the church. Watch this. I often wonder why are things so unfair feeling sometimes in my marriage? All right. <laughs> Y'all don't want a transparent preacher. Y'all want a sophisticated polished preacher that look like he do everything right all the time. Sorry, wrong guy. I'm in this Christian race like you are. Sometimes I wonder why that's just not fair. In my lonely moments, <laughs> that's not fair. She say, you know, I, you know, hey, you, you need to get the grocery. You need to give me some grocery money. Sometimes I say, you need to get you some. Grocery.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not fair. Daughters, um, my daughters, you know, I think, I I thought I had daddy's girls, but when they really need to talk, they call her. (laughs) Then she got to tell me what's going on. Then I got to find out and go to, uh, uh, what's going on now? Well, I got to be third party. (laughs) (laughs) She sleep with the TV on. i can 't even go in there with you unless i 'm subject to the TV. that 's not fair. I like sleeping in the dark. that, that, that 's that's not, that's not fair i 'm sleeping over here okay i 'm ready i'm ready to come. I 'm ready to come. Okay, TV on. okay. that 's not fair. what 's happening? A little piece of me is being given up every time. watch this christ's marriage to the church killed him yeah don't don't miss this paul is bringing this metaphor for an, for a reason which means a successful marriage is one that will often look unfair to the husband Y'all better hear this. Even as Christ loved the church, that he gave gave himself himself for it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Come here. The church wasn't worthy. Amen. Still, still. He gave himself for people that didn't Mm -hmm. deserve it. sacrifice. In a marriage, that's hard. But if you want to know how to love your wife, this is what we have to practice. Why? You know, it got real quiet up in here. Okay? But the reality is, it wasn't easy for Jesus. He was alone in a garden saying, Father, if there's any other way this can happen, Father, okay, you know, let the, if if, if, if any other way this can happen, let, let, just let this cup pass over me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Why? Because that's his bride. Now, finally, finally, in order in these times for a bride to be secured, a dowry had to be paid. All right? Nowadays, people get married, and then they, after they get married, they say, "Well, okay, what are we gonna do?" <laughs> no, there was there was some insurance back then. That 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 man had to put money down. So say this, I'm I'm almost like, almost like property. Like uh, this is secured. This is me saying, "This is I want this woman." It's, it's kind of like what you pay for an engagement ring. You know, that's like a down payment. <laughs> then you pay for things for the rest of your life. You pay for that engagement ring, brother. Charleston, then you'll be doing it the rest of your life. Get ready, right? That's a wonderful thing. Amen. That's like Christ. Amen. Yes, oh, y'all getting quiet up in here. Do I need to preach a whole nother lesson? Right? And uh, at and, and this time, what they would do is they would put money down, and then the husband would go and get everything ready. And, and, and the wife had to make sure she stayed ready so that when he came back, he can come get her. Right? Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you. <laughs> and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. What is her job? Her job is to stay his in his absence. By keeping his presence in his absence. In other words, until Jesus comes to get us, we ought to keep his presence within us. Does that make sense? And what did he pay? Acts 20, 28. This lesson was the body, the bride, and the blood. Take heed unto yourselves and to all the flocks over which the Holy Ghost have made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. And then our text was, for by one spirit are we baptized into one body. Now, there's a whole lot more to that marriage thing, but this is a lesson on marriage. We will do a lesson and a preaching panel on marriage that we need to do. We need to talk about issues. I don't want to leave that. You know, I don't want any wife going by. See what I'm talking about? You, you're supposed to die for me. <laughs> brother, this is how you respond to that. Yeah, I might, I'm, I, it may be that I'm supposed to give my life for me, but you're not supposed to take it. <laughs> Jesus says, you don't take my life, I lay it down. So, brother, lay it down. Sister, don't take it. Let him lay it down okay here here here's 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 the invitation here's the invite the invite is the way you get added to the body is you're baptized and Acts 8 and 12 there were many people who people who Philip preached to but it says those that believe Philip preaching the things concerning Jesus Christ and the kingdom of heaven were baptized and maybe you've been attending a church but you're not added to the body unless you believe, and you are baptized. Mark 16, 16, Jesus says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So my question to you is, do you believe? And my second question is, are you baptized? Have you been baptized? If you've not been baptized, you're not added to his body. You attend church, that's different from being added to the body. Attending church puts your name on the roll here. Being added to the body puts your name on the roll in glory. And anything added to any roll down here can be erased. But all when your name is written in heaven, then no man can erase your name stand to your feet if you need to come maybe there's somebody and you you've heard that and you believe it and you're ready to give your life to Jesus this first invitation this invitation is for you to come and be baptized well I don't want to do it well you don't you don't you don't get to have Jesus without being added to the body that's that's how it goes and I believe there's somebody here, you've been thinking about it, I've been thinking about it. Maybe, maybe you just wanna learn more, and you need to learn more. You come down these aisles right now and one of our ministers will talk with you and counsel with you. And maybe you just don't wanna do it right now, I'm afraid of people. You know what, that's a small obstacle. But come down and just make that known and one of our ministers will talk with you if you're ready. Don't think young people, you're gonna make it on mama's ticket, you're not gonna make it on mama's ticket. You got to know Jesus for yourself. You got to be added to the body for yourself. And you have to do it because you are answering the gospel call.